Do you want to know the attachment styles in relationships? Hey, I'm Auntie Boyd, creator of the Magnetize Your Man method, and I am really excited to dive right into it. Now, it's really important to know the attachment styles because you have to know what are you doing, what kind of men are you attracting, and how can you change your attachment style so you can actually attract Mr. Right into your life and feel secure, supported, and of course, taken care of. So let's go ahead and dive right in. So number one attachment style in relationships that so many women have is the anxious attachment style. So how do you know when you have an anxious attachment style? Well, first of all, you are projecting everything into the future, right? There's, I call it the future anticipation land. That's unfortunately where you live most of the time and you forget to live in the present moment. You're actually creating what I call a pseudo certainty, right? Because the anxious attachment style always needs to have certainty. They can't stand the unknown. They can't stand the open loop. They just can't stand it, right? And so what happens instead is like they start to feel like really anxious and if you really have like a fear of abandonment coming up and the fear of rejection coming up and that was definitely also me as well, right? Um, also, an anxious attachment style has experienced in her own childhood or in his own childhood an inconsistent response to your need, right? So let's say you needed milk or you needed attention or you needed a hug or you needed to really sleep as a baby, but that wasn't really met, right? So you wanted to have the milk, but sometimes your mom gave it to you and sometimes she didn't. Maybe she was an alcoholic. Maybe she was emotionally unavailable. Maybe she just didn't give hugs, period. So that's how the anxious attachment style forms. We actually see that and we, we have it mostly confirmed that kids under two years or so under 24 months we can actually tell based on their behavior what attachment style they have formed. Now you can also of course study more of that um, under strange situation study. Uh, Mary Ainsworth was the spearheader of that experiment and that's where we really saw how those infants are really responding when the mom leaves the room, right? So what happens when the mom departs and what that happens when the mom comes back. So really, really important to see that distinction because you can see here that there is like a lot of freak out like when the mom leaves. So it's a lot of like a fear of abandonment, fear of separation, separation anxiety, right? But also not easily consolable um, when the mom returns, right? So in other words, that nervous system has a really hard time to get regulated, to regulate itself, okay? So also how you know that you're an anxious attachment style based on what you attract yourself, right? So if you attract a lot of emotionally avoidant men into your life, chances are you are an anxious attachment style. If you are the one who's constantly the one who has to reach out, who has to take the initiative, you are, you're always the one who's waiting on the phone. And by the way, you're also the one who just can't stop thinking about the man you just had this amazing date with chances are you are an anxious attachment style.
Now, of course, it's not healthy because what is the anxious attachment style does do as well is it fills in the blanks. Oh boy. That means you're really good at creating stories, unfortunately, just in your head. So nobody else knows about it. And so what happens is the other person can't, doesn't actually know what's going on, you know? And so it's going to be really confusing. Um, it feels way too fast for people, right? Because you're filling in the blanks where it, it's not connected to reality. It's just based on your unconscious expectations, right? And you're like, for even when you go on a date and even when you say, oh, I'm like, we were flirting and he's so into me. That's a story. You don't know if that's true or not, right? But instead, it's just really like you're filling in the blanks. You're making it mean a lot, right? You have a lot of interpretations of your reality when you're an anxious attachment style. Now, in order to heal from that anxious attachment style, first and foremost, what you have to learn is to be like really, really reliant on yourself. Now, what do I mean by that? It's really about like not looking to someone else to regulate your nervous system, meaning like if there's someone else, I'm going to feel safe. If there's someone else, I'm going to feel taken care of. When there's someone else, I feel loved and supported. But instead, learning that you're bringing that energy back to yourself. So you become congruent, aligned, and connected to yourself. So you have to really be able to create the same situation that you have with this amazing man, right? Like let's say you have the butterflies in the stomach or you feel so excited, you feel resourceful, you feel creative and see how can you create that inside of yourself without the man being there. So it's really about like sourcing, resourcing yourself. Like tip number one. Tip number two, and this goes back to all those different stories that you tell yourself that you make up in your head, right? So it's really, really important to actually pull back sort of the musting, I call it, right? And actually seeing, wait, okay, so we had a two hour long date, you know, and he talked about this, I talked about this. So just try to really pull back any interpretations or any meaning making stories that you have created around your date, around your romantic relationships that you're in with those men, right? Um, super, super, super important. And also number three, what's really important for the anxious attachment style is again, knowing how to lean back, you know, and willing to actually be in the unknown, making the unknown your friend versus your enemy that you have to overcome as fast as possible. Right, and I went through this journey myself. Like I was an anxious attachment style, pro bono, you could say an anxious avoidant, and I will talk about that in a moment. Right, but like an anxious attachment style, and what that essentially meant was, yeah, I mean, I was basically meeting a guy and then the next second walking down the aisle in my mind and wondering how his last name sounded uh, behind my first name. Right, like. That's very needy, that's very clingy, that's very, that's unrealistic because you don't even know, you don't know all the different archetypes of this man, you don't know anything about this man, you don't know anything about his multidimensionality, about his relationship with his family, how his relationship with his work, um, and many other things, right? Um, so that's number one, that's the anxious attachment style. 
So next we have the avoidant attachment style. Now, how do you know that you are an avoidant attachment style? Well, for one, you usually attract people into your life who want a lot of things from you, right? And you actually start to feel kind of claustrophobic a little bit, right? Like you feel a little bit like trapped and you can't even feel like suffocated. You feel like you're losing your freedom. You're losing your independence. You can't breathe. Right. And so you really feel like almost like it's not safe to be in such an independent space, in such a interdependent space and in like the connected space. But rather you want to be more in a independent space. Right. You feel way better being by yourself than being with the other person. You know, you really love to have that. Um, also, you have sort of this belief that everybody's on their own. You know what I mean? Like he has his problems. I have my problems. You know, he can make requests, but it doesn't mean I need to meet them, right? So it's really about like you're really mostly inconsistent in your responses, right? And of course, that goes back to, well, I'm in control of my own life. Like I'm in power. I'm in charge. So I'm actually not going to respond um, regularly, right? Because I'm not going to get like that attached. Because remember, it's also insecurely attached, but it's avoidant, right? The, attached, the anxious is also insecurely attached but it's anxious. And so basically, you know, you just really feel like this need. You want to be by yourself and you're responding inconsistently, right? A big thing for you. And also it's, it's kind of like really, yeah, I mean, the closer the relationship gets, the more intimate the relationship gets, the more you start to panic. You know, the, the more you start to freak out, you always make sure you have one foot out the door and one foot in the door so that you know at any given moment, to leave, when you can leave, how you can leave, right? So you're always thinking about the departure, the exit strategy, you know? So it's kind of like more the end of the story. The anxious attachment style thinks more about the end, the beginning of the story. You think more of the end of the story. How can you get out of here, right? Um, how can you heal that? Well, first of all, it's really important for you to know that, that intimacy is safe. So you learned as a little child through also actually almost like inconsistent or even no response from your primary caregiver that you can't trust the world. And usually what you actually did, you cut it off completely, you cut completely off your reliance on the world, is that I'm just on my own. I'm just gonna do this myself, right? Because remember, when a baby cries and they don't get the attention, they don't get the food, they literally think they're gonna die. And so on a nervous system level, right? You actually feel like you're going to die. You are going to die. You're going to die, right? That's what you're really feeling. And so that's why you're like pushing everything that's good away, right? And the closer it gets, the more you push it away, right? And like you may have even like a lot of like a short-term um, liaisons, relationships, just going from one relationship to the next. But nothing is really like goes really, really deep. Right. Um, and also, like you probably feel like when you when your partner's out of mind, you know, it's almost like, yeah, it's like out of sight, out of mind. And so that kind of goes with that, too. Now, in order to heal that, it's again feeling safe and really leaning in, really, really leaning in and actually sharing. And it doesn't have to be a lot. It can just be like, you know, one thing, one thought that you have in your mind that you normally don't share and then take a deep breath. Just confirming with your body that you're still alive, you survived, you survived connecting with another person, okay? 
So that's like the biggest thing for the avoidant attachment style is really, really starting to feel safe in your body while connecting with another person and even staying connected as well. Okay. So that's the avoidant attachment style. And lastly, of course, we have the securely attached um, attachment style. And the securely, uh, securely attached, right, secure attachment style is really sort of the dream come true for, for the anxious attachment style, but also for the avoidant too, because it's really balanced, very grounded. Um, it has no problems expressing emotions because it learned that it's safe, right? Like my mom was there. I had my safe haven with my mom, but I also had the ability to explore, to expand, to separate, to individualize, to find my own voice, right? So you really have the best of both worlds if you have a securely attached style, right? So it's really easy for you. You're just like relationships are probably not your theme in this lifetime. And, um, and how you know that your dating is securely attached. Well, like I said before, you know, my husband is securely attached. So he told me the first night that we met that I'm the girl of a story. Uh, he followed up, right? So words, uh, fo actions follow words. Very, very reliable, you know? So he followed up with me several times per week and just, just text really quickly, just like, hey, I call you at seven, right? Just like always very, very consistent. Um, and then proposed to me seven and a half months later. So very, very consistent there in the communication style. And also after you communicate your feelings, they are very happy about it. They're, they're, not, gonna, they're not changing. You know, they're actually very secure inside of themselves. So those are the three main attachment styles. And so now I quickly want to touch on something that was the case for me. So I actually had this combination, the anxious avoidant attachment style. Oh my gosh, you know, I always said like, God, I just like, I hope you're just one because it's really, really hard because you just continue to waste your time because the anxious part of you like gets you like all clingy and gets you all needy and gets you all like, you know, like future anticipating and of course pushes the guys away. But the avoidant, what they do, what that part does is like when a good man comes in, you push it out, you push it away, right? You don't trust it. I mean, even like when my husband came in, I sabotaged it for like a few weeks. Yes, I ignored him at a party. I even broke up with him for two hours. That was like after we've known each other for four weeks, three and a half weeks, something like that, right? And so that's so typical when you have an anxious part inside of, an avoidant part inside of you, um, <clears throat> even though you were acting as an anxious before, right? And the same is true here. Like you have to make sure you have space. Okay. And on the other hand, also the safety. So you're really the, the most important thing here is to have an interdependent relationship. You know, my husband and I, we've done a video on that, on interdependent relationships, how to make sure you maintain your individual identity as well as your couple identity. So they really just kind of like go together, but they can also go separate as well. And they're being maintained in, in individually, you know, and separately off each other. So super, super, super important uh, because I need to have space. You know, I really noticed that like after a while, it's like need space. And, um, and I'm really like kind of aware of my space of people who are in my space, right? 
So it's pretty typical for an avoidant because they feel like people are invading their space, which is interesting because the, the anxious is doing the opposite. The anxious is invading the space, right? And is kind of like leaning in, right? But what's interesting about that is that when the anxious is distorted, it tries to not invade the space. It's just kind of like, it can like look like an avoidant, right? Like let's say, uh, so the anxious avoid how that played out for me was men would never know when I was interested in them, right? Like they would always, they would be so shocked if my friends would introduce me to them later on. And they're like, I had no idea you're interested in me. Every time we saw each other, you were walking the opposite direction. And that's like funny because that's exactly what you do energetically. You're walking the opposite direction when you meet somebody that you really like because you don't want to make yourself vulnerable. Look, I had that story. I didn't smile at guys for like such a long time because I had this story that once I smile at them, it's all over. Once I smile at them, they know I'm interested and then the chase is over. They're no longer interested in me, right? So that's how my distorted, anxious attachment style showed up and then actually like showed up a little bit more like an avoidant attachment style, okay? So it could also be very, very be that you're an anxious avoidant. Most of my clients are anxious avoidant attachment styles. And of course, the remedy for that, the medicine for that is what I already discussed for the anxious and for the avoidant, right? To give it space, to make feel, to feel safe with that intimacy, to feel safe with that closeness, but also learning how to resource your source yourself and remove all the interpretations, all the stories that you have about the relationship, about the man, so you can actually feel congruent, aligned, connected inside of yourself. So if you're like, wow, there is so much here, there's so much juiciness here. What was that with that distorted attachment style? And how do I know if I'm that or this? Um, and I have so many questions about that. So if that's the case for you and you're really struggling with that and you just feel like you're kind of looping and you're not going anywhere. Look, I was single my entire life before I broke through this, right? And really understood it as well, integrated it into my being. So if you feel like, gosh, like that's my path, that's where I want to go, then I invite you to come on and magnetize your man, heart-to-heart -heart chat with me, where we get crystal clear what's going on for you, what's your authentic attachment style, what's the distorted version, and also what is sort of like the coping version that you may lay on top of that, what are the internal dialogues that keep you from really leaning in and expressing what you really want, and how can you have that space inside of your relationship and inside of your dating life if you're single so you can actually feel safe and continue to open up and be visible to the right man. So for that, click that link below or go to magnetizeyourman.com. Magnetizeyourman.com will get you there as well and take a start as long as they last. I'm very much looking forward to chatting with you, to helping you break that code, that anxious attachment style code, that anxious avoidant attachment style code, and I will see you on the other side. Take care, much love, bye-bye.